You're listening to On The Brink, a podcast that brings you up-and-coming country music artists. We especially prohibit the reproduction of any parts of the podcast without our written consent. Please send your request via onthebrinkpodcast.com, where you can also sign up for updates. Please also support our sister site, stonecoldcountry.net. We sincerely thank you for listening and congratulate you on your expanding music library. Looking for a last-minute gift or a special something for that special someone? Mosey on down to the Stone Cold Country gift shop. Pick up a new pair of boots, a pretty top, or a cool new gadget. And while you're at it, check out my favorites on the Shredded Threads collection. All my favorite holy and shredded jeans all in one place. Go on to stonecoldcountry.net forward slash shop. And check out my hand-picked favorite jeans on the Shredded Threads collection under the More tab. Happy shopping! Hi, Jake. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, hey, what's this business about being quarantined from school? <laughs> Anna Marie well, um... <laughs> sent me a message and told me something about you being quarantined from school. Well, a uh, girl that sits by me in a couple classes uh, tested positive for Corona. Oh. So, they, so that anybody that sits near them or kind of or has been in contact with them, even though we had masks on, they still have to send us home. Now, did you get tested? I took a test on Monday and I was negative, but they Good. still want me to wait. And yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I feel fine, but they still want me to wait and see if I get symptoms before oh. I go back. So is that kind of like scary? I mean. I mean, I just can't imagine, you know, I mean, is that kind of scary for you? It's kind of like, you know, not really a big deal. You're not concerned or a little bit of both. Um, Well, um, I'm not too worried about it. Um, My grandma got it and she's 71 and she got over it. So, whoa, are you kidding? Uh, no, I'm serious. That's golly. Wow. And my, um, my great grandma who um, lives with her and she takes care of her. She's 92. And she didn't even show any symptoms. So I'm not too worried. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, can I get a sample of your DNA and, like, you know, <laughs> box it and sell it? <laughs> <laughs> you guys must have amazing DNA, you know? I mean, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hey, that's awesome. You know, that is just, you know, such good news to hear, you know, especially in this. Thank you. Time where yeah you hear so many horror stories it's always nice to hear a more positive story that you know you have two people that you know i don't want to say elderly you know but two people that are mature let's say that <laughs> and mm-hmm. they were able to make it you know they pulled through i mean isn't that amazing that's awesome yeah, thank you yeah so hey it's my pleasure to talk to you today through the stone cold country show We started getting a lot of feedback from our listeners saying, hey, we'd like to find out more about some of these artists that y'all, you know, play on the show that, you know, we're just not, you know, hearing like everywhere. Uh, Because, you know, as you know, I'm sure, you know, most mainstream radio stations um, across America, (laughs) you know, don't play a lot of traditional country music, you know, not much. Oh, yeah. Um, You you still have some. You have some now. Like when I... uh, travel down to, um, you know, Texas. And um, when I go out to Louisiana and Oklahoma, I, there are still some stations that, you know, play the good stuff. You know, I'm not down on anyone, (laughs) you know, I understand, but um, you know, for the rest of us, you know, we kind of like, you know, our traditional country music, you know? Um, So 
We we like uh, I say we're from the George Jones School of Country, you know, for the most part. Um, but not down on anyone who wants to do something else. I mean, that's fine. But anyway, just to give you some background information, so um, the On the Brink podcast came about because we were getting a lot of requests, Jake, you know, from fans, you know, across the U.S. and also because we're heard, you know, in the U.K. and in Sweden and Switzerland as well, um, we started getting a lot of feedback saying, hey, you know, we'd like to find out more about these artists. So we decided, um, you know, to start uh, this On The Brink podcast. It's been going on for, you know, almost a year now. And then, you know, we also got some feedback about whether traditional country music was dying or if it was still, you know, a viable you know, form of country music, if that sounds so odd, but we started getting, you know, some requests to really focus on a handful of artists that, you know, might be carrying the torch. And so we came up with this series called The New Traditionalist. And so today I'm talking to you on behalf of this new podcast series, the actual first episode with um Wyatt Massingill. He's 19 actually, so he's a little older than you. <laughs> um mm-hmm. the uh, whole series is basically spotlighting artists 25 years of age and younger that are really keeping it, you know, country, that are really performing traditional country music. So that is the focus of this particular series called the new traditionalist and it is part of our on the brink podcast but this is considered a special you know uh podcast series so that's what this is about and um you know we had been spinning a couple of your songs from your new you know um from your new album and i was you know it's the the one that we're spinning i think it's your brand new one it's called i keep forgetting is that correct uh yes ma'am yeah yeah okay great okay. so we've been yeah, we've been playing a couple songs from there. Um, actually, one of the songs that we've gotten like really a lot of good feedback from is, um, gosh, I think it's called "It's Your Turn to Cry." So um, mm. we play, yeah, we played that one a couple times, and that seems to be like you know a favorite one. And um, and I think the other one is, uh, oh gosh, um, I'll have a new baby. I'll have a new baby. Oh, by yes, that's my newest single I'm going ah, for. Well, that one's doing real well um, on our show, on our Stone Cold Country show. A lot of people really like that song. So anyway, because of that, because of the positive feedback, we you know, decided to reach out to um, six. There's only six interviews in this new traditional series podcast. Um, and you're one of the lucky six you know, that was handpicked um, you know, through our panel. So I really want to talk to you about, you know, who you are, how things came about for you. So um, so really, uh, Jake, you know, one of my first questions would be, you know, where are you from? I mean, you know, you have all this awesome music coming out, this brand new, you know, uh, record that's out. But, um, you know, it's possible that a lot of people might not know who you are just yet. So they will. But not just yet. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are, where you're from, and, and everything else? Well, I'm originally from St. Hedwig, Texas, but now live in Stockdale, Texas, which is about 30 minutes east of there. Okay. And when I was eight years old, my grandpa Johnny gave me a guitar. 
and said I had to learn to play it. And if I didn't, he was going to take it away from me. So that's wow. what I did and just kept going with it. Wow. Now, was he, um, does he have a musical background, your grandpa? Well, um, he played a little guitar and when um, he was a, in high school, he used to sing on the back porch with Mo Bandy. Oh, wow. Well, you know, Mo Bandy is, you see how it's a small world. I interviewed Mo Bandy, Jake. Mo Bandy is such an awesome person. Now, have you met him? Uh, Yes, I sang with him on um, stage a couple times. Awesome. (laughs) I didn't know that. That's just amazing. He, Mo Bandy is just such a super nice guy. I mean, when when you talk to him, you really... It's easy to forget that he's a living legend, you know, because mm-hmm. he really is um, because he's so down to earth. You know, you just think you're talking to a person next door. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's a lot of fun when he gets going, too. <laughs> yeah, he really is. He's he's just a super, super cool guy. Oh, my gosh. So that is amazing. So you're it sounds like, you know, your grandpa was, you know, surrounded by, you know, great artists like Mo Bandy is one of the very best and he gave you a guitar and that kind do you think that kind of sealed your fate like you know after you he gave you that guitar it was like okay this is what I'm gonna do or did it take a while before it actually dawned on you that this is what you wanted to do for the rest of your life well I, I was kind of wanting to to do it um I got, that was when I first discovered Hank Williams oh yeah I was really just loving his music so I and then he gave me that guitar and it just just worked out and what I wanted to do. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. So tell us about your hometown. So I know you told me where you uh, were born and then you, y'all moved, I guess, you know, 30 minutes away. But, you know, if I was a tourist, right, and I wanted to, like, visit your home, like, where you live now, um, where would you take me? I mean, what what is there something that you think is real special about where you're from or where you live, like that area? Well, it's um, it's nice because it's a small community and it's very peaceful most of the time, and most everybody knows each other, you know. And that's awesome. Is that what you love about rural. it? Most? Is that, that what you love about it most, um, Jay? That mm-hmm. that you it's small and you pretty much know most people there. Is that what you love most about it? Yes, ma'am. Oh, that's cool. So are there like any famous people that have come from that area? Like who's the most famous person from your hometown? Well, um, I lived in St. Hedwig, but I I was actually born in San Antonio. So. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, a lot of famous people from San Antonio. Oh, that's for darn sure. That's awesome. So, um, you know, who, like when you um start thinking about, you know, gosh, you know, um, my grandpa gave me this guitar and, you know, I kind of decided that, you know, I wanted to do this, but a lot of people when they're, you know, just itty bitty kids, they also have other dreams. Like sometimes they wanted to be a baseball player. Sometimes they wanted to be, I don't know, a pilot, a fireman. Did you have any of those dreams or would you say you pretty much always wanted to sing country music? Well, I mean, I always like always like being a cowboy too. You know, I have a few right. longhorns, but country country music was always it was always in me. I since I was a baby, I loved it, but I didn't. It didn't really dawn on me that I wanted to do it till I was eight years old. <laughs> 
Well, what happened when you were eight years old that it kind of dawned on you like, wow, I really want to do this? Just just getting the guitar, the guitar. And, mm-hmm. and discovering Hank Williams and just learning to play it and everything. What was the first song you learned how to play, Jake? Jambalaya. Oh, wow. oh, yeah, that's awesome. Now, is that a song that you play in your live set? Um, Sometimes. It depends. Hmm. Yes, What's your favorite song to play when you're out performing? You know, there's there's so many of them. I don't know if I could say which one's my favorite. Do you do any Hank? Oh, I do a few Hank Williams. Mm-hmm. I like the I like the song "I Won't Be Home No More." Oh yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I can imagine that. That's an awesome one. So, what was your first gig? Do you remember the first show you ever did? You know, um, I think the first time, like, actually going on stage, I was nine years old, and um, there was a band playing at a um, place called Texas Pride. I was down mm-hmm. the road from my old house, mm-hmm. uh, the Buckwild Band, and, and um, my dad um, knew the lead player. He used to play in my dad's band, and um, they asked me to come up there and sing a song, and then I sang Jambalaya, but it was just one song. Wow. So that was your first. Now, were you afraid or were you like, oh, I've got this? <laughs> oh, I was I was nervous. <laughs> Real nervous. <laughs> right. So, how, Do you remember how you got through the jitters? I mean, did you just, well, I just have to do this. I mean, how did you get through that? Well, what made, what kept you from running off stage? <laughs> well, I, I kind of just stood there and sang the song like a, like I've done it, you know, because I, I was nine, so I'd been singing a little while, and I just tried to sing it like I was just in my room singing by myself. Oh, wow, that's great. So that's actually, you kind of, you know, that's funny, because, um, you know, there's all these people out there that are like, you know, I don't know what they call them. They're like motivational coaches, I guess. And, you know, they give that advice, what you just said, They they say, just, you know, if you get the jitters when you have to like public speaking, by the way, is one of like the uh, biggest fears that people have, you know, like getting in front of people and speaking or singing is like one of the biggest fears. And so the motivational coaches always say when when you have to get up and do something like that, just make believe you're like, you know, in the middle of your room, you know, or make believe it's just family there, you know. <laughs> and so that's mm-hmm. like a good way to get over that. So you already knew that and you were just eight years old. Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. That is just super cool. So tell us a little bit about your a new album. So like I said, we've been spinning it and I'm just wondering, you know, where you recorded it, who was the producer and, you know, if there are any musicians that you want to you know, share and talk about that, you know, maybe have played on some hits that we might know of? Well, uh, my new album is called I Keep Forgetting, mm-hmm. and I recorded it at Cherry Ridge Studio, mm-hmm. and um, it was produ- produced by Tommy Dedimore and myself, and uh, Tommy De- uh, played Steel for Mo Bandy and later Ronnie Millsap back in the day, and he is in the Texas Steel Guitar Player Hall of Fame. And has been on the Grand Ole Opry before, so. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've seen him on a lot of credits. I think he's doing a lot of uh, record production now. He's like, you know, 
really getting up there in terms of, you know, his production. Um, I know he did uh, Jesse Daniels' uh, latest album as well. So rolling home and he's, he's on a lot of stuff right now. That's amazing. Um, what made you, you know, want to work with, with him? Um, Cause there's so many people you could have worked with. Why did, did you decide to work with him? Well, um, it was a long time ago. Um, when I first recorded there, I, it was, uh, I recorded a song long gone lonesome blues by Hank Williams that mm -hmm. I never, I never really released it. And I was 11 years old and that's when I first met Tommy. And my dad heard about Cherry Ridge Studio, and um, he heard some good recordings that were coming out of there, and he's like, well, we should go record there and get sound real good. And then when I was in seventh grade, and I got to sing on um, a TV show in San Antonio, and I asked Tommy to come play Steel with me then, and then he played Steel with me then, and we kind of, we got to know each other, and then I went and recorded this album there. Wow, that's amazing. So, um, were there any surprises in the recording studio? Like when, because this is your, is this your first full album? Yes. Um, the songs just between you and me, and mm -hmm. it's your turn to cry. Where, um, I just released those as singles, and I recorded those two at Tommy's also at a different time. I was actually 14 when I was recorded those. Oh, okay, okay. And so they made it on to I keep forgetting. So those are, you yes. know, wow. Okay, that sounds awesome. Now, um, most of these songs, you know, when I was looking at the song credits, you know, I kept uh, seeing uh, Jim Newcomb's name come up. And also, you know, yours, I think. I, well, I don't know if your middle name is Gary. Is your middle name Gary? Yeah, that's, that's, okay. that's my middle name. I didn't know if it was, you know, your, your papa or something. But so you are a songwriter. So that's yep. really amazing. Do you remember the first time you wrote a song? I mean, do you like, or, you know, I guess that's not a fair question because, you know, I'm sure that most people, you know, will write, you know, a bunch of songs that they've forgotten about because <laughs> they weren't all that good. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> no. So um, let me rephrase my question. So, um, I guess what I do want to ask is, you know, when did you start writing? And um, and then also uh, in, in that same kind of thought is, you know, what is your most favorite song that you've written so far? Well, um, I've been trying to write songs since I was eight years old, but wow. they never they never started coming out that good until right. I wrote It's Your Turn to Cry. Mm -hmm. Wow. And... Uh, other question, um, I don't know if I could pick a favorite song that I wrote because each one's special to me in a different way. Right. But it, it sounds like um, the Now It's Your Turn to Cry, that is probably the first song that you've written that you really felt great about. Yes. Like you felt like, hey, this song is actually pretty good. <laughs> right? That's what it sounds like to me. Would you say that's yes, a fair? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it, it is one of it. It is one of the um. All the songs are good because you really kept the Stone Cold Country on you know this album, and they're all very good songs. Um, but I definitely, yep, I can definitely understand why that would be, you know, maybe a, a song that you say, hey, you know, I'm kind of proud of this one. It is a toe tapper, you know. It's kind of one of those songs that you know really, you know, gets you going. Um, so. 
tell me about your latest radio single, you know, um, and then also how did the song come about? So uh, my latest radio single, I'll Have a New Baby Tonight. Well, mm -hmm. there's a actually kind of a long story about this song that I'll tell it All to right. you. So my friend Jim Newcomb, who is also a songwriter, as you mentioned before, mm -hmm. he, um, he sent me part of a song the week before I went to the studio. And I originally wasn't going to record it because I had all the songs I was going to record. Mm -hmm. But on the night before I went to the studio, I started working on it. And I finished it and I fell in love with it. And I knew I had to record it. And it ended up changing one of the songs I was going to record for it. Oh, wow. So you actually kicked the song off of, <laughs> off of the <laughs> album to include this one. Wow. So what, what was it that you really liked so much about this song after y'all were done writing it well it just kind of stuck in my head and it, it sounds it sounds different it's traditional country but it it doesn't sound like anybody else or anything else in my opinion right mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely yeah it, it is let's hear it right now actually um because it is your latest single and it's a song that's getting a lot of traction and a lot of good feedback um on our show And she walked out the door And made me almost lose my mind Said she found another love And he is all that she thinks of But I'll have a new baby tonight I'll have a new baby I'll go out on the town I'll have a new baby There's so many gals around And I know I'll sit at home and cry But I'll have a new baby
just being 16 years old and you know playing and and writing traditional country music that's like a big thing <laughs> you know it really is uh and so i'm really interested in finding out you know how your sound came about and and again that's another question that's kind of like not really fair so um let me be more precise what i really mean is you know who influenced you like what kind of uh what kind of music you know what were the artists that you feel were instrumental in kind of shaping the sound that you have now i mean obviously your sound is not going to be um you know you can't say you know oh my sound is based on you know just hank williams because of course not you i'm sure there's a lot of mm-hmm. you know other artists that you've listen to and and i'm also going to ask you later about your musical heroes so that's a different question what i'm asking right now is you know the the uh artists you know all together and the the music that kind of shaped what i'm listening to on i keep forgetting well hank williams of course but mm-hmm. also some buck owens and even some buddy holly some 50s rock yeah, awesome. Wow. All right. That that's pretty cool. Hank Williams, Buddy Holly. And who else did you say? I'm sorry. You said some some somebody else there. Buck Owens. Buck Owens. They're the Bakersfield sound. Yeah. That so do you like um like Dwight Yoakam as well? Oh yes. Let's see. Uh, well, I don't would you consider I, I do, and most people would consider Merle Haggard to be part of that Bakersfield sound. Yes. When I he- hear your music, I hear some um Merle Haggard riffs in there <laughs> and some <laughs> of the guitar work. <laughs> would you say that's accurate? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um so in terms of your sound, you know, I hear, you know, traditional country, but also I do like that when I listen to your music, even though it is that stone cold country, it still sounds really fresh and contemporary. Do you think that that has a lot to do with the arrangements or the musicians that you use? You know, um, what's your take on that? It sounds like, you know, something that's hot right now. Well, first of all, thank you. And um, I think that I think it did have play a part in it. Um, as I said before, it was uh, recorded at Cherry Ridge Studio. And I think that's just about the best studio that you could record at. Mm-hmm. And then Tommy gets the um, best musicians he, he can find to play on your stuff. And You really trust him. I can tell. It's like you really yeah. like. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you really, really trust him and his musical direction and everything. That's amazing. Why did you decide to release this album now? Like, why not, you know, a couple years ago? Were you building up to this? Is this the reason why you uh, released those two singles before? Yes, ma'am. I was was trying to build up to this and slowly kind of get up, work up to it. So, um... What, who would you say, and I know you mentioned Hank, but um, I don't want to assume that he's, you know, your biggest musical hero. So I'm going to ask you, who is like the greatest, you know, non-living musical hero that you have? Once again, I'm going to go with Hank Williams. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And why? Tell me why. I know we talked a lot about Hank. But, you know, we never talked about why, you know, he's your 
biggest musical hero? What is it about his music that really speaks to you? Well, I always felt everything he sang and the story of his short life always touched me. I just loved all his songs. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he was amazing. And it such a short life too. It's you know, um, I'm sure you've read a lot about him, but um when I found out the amount of pain that he was in, like most of the time, um, or something yes. like that, from what I read. And so he was like always in pain. And that's one of the reasons why he, you know, I guess used to self-medicate, you know. Um, so when you kind of, you know, keep that in mind, Jake, and then you listen to his music, doesn't it have like a different, you know, level to you, like a different level of understanding? Like, don't you feel like, oh my gosh, you know, how, you know, how could he have put out all this awesome music and be in so much pain at the same time? It's kind of just like, those songs that he wrote, he felt them and he lived them, you know? Yeah, that that is when I, you know, listen to his music and I realize all the stuff that he was going through at the time. It, it's just yeah. it breaks your heart. It really does, you know, and it just, yeah. you know, makes you kind of understand that those songs came from someplace very real. You know what I mean? And um, I don't know if you heard the story about the song, Your Cheating Heart. No, I don't think but, I have. Um, anyway, when he recorded the song Your Cheating Heart, um, the band just um they went over the like the intro and the, what they were gonna do for the instrumental and then they just um said, All right, we'll tr- we'll try it and um they said Hank had his words written on a notebook or something or a piece of paper and um they said they um recorded it and they did it on the first try perfectly oh wow i did not know that on the first try that's mm-hmm. just unbelievable that's i mean i wow i mean of course i believe it you know but it's just like wow <laughs> mm-hmm. you know how long it takes for most people to record just one song because you know there's you you want it just right um but back then they used to everyone recorded in one big room i think right yes ma'am like the vocalist was there with the band members, you know, for the most part. Now, you know, we have the vocal isolation booths and all that stuff. But back Drum then, mm-hmm, yep, yep. But back then, everyone, you know, was in the same room at the same time. And so, you know, I I think that gives uh, like a um, a certain type of vibe or energy when you're in the same room with your band. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I just think that, you know, it's probably I mean, I don't know. I know some people do still record uh, that way. But for the most part, you know, um, they they like to isolate uh, some of the instruments. So who's your um, who would you say is your uh, biggest living musical hero? Do you have one? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, I'd probably say Mo Bandy. Mm, all right. And why is that? Well, I got to sing with him in 2019 mm-hmm. and oh. on the stage a couple times. And he's just real nice and fun to be around. And he um, he don't make you feel like you're a stranger, you know? No. Yeah. He's I like I said, Jake, I was just so surprised. You know, he's just such a down to earth person and such a 
he's just a good man and he loves America. And he's, I mean, it's, you know, it, it was really just so refreshing to talk to him. Um, and, and, you know, I can't believe that he's, you know, he was born in the 1940s. So he's, you know, somewhere in the seventies or something. And he stays really fit. Like he was telling me he likes to work out in his yard, you know, he like clears brush and stuff like that. So he's still very mm -hmm. active, you know? Um, so yeah, I was just, I was really impressed with him and he's just a super, super nice guy. Um, so what is your favorite Mo Bandy song? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm, I think it'd have to be when all the beer and all my friends are gone. Oh yeah, that that is a good one. <laughs> That's absolutely a great <laughs> song. Now, from your album, from your latest album, if you had to introduce someone to traditional country music, though you know your whole album is Stone Cold Country. I keep forgetting it's just Stone Cold Country. But from your album, if I said, "Hey, Jake, you know." I want you to introduce someone to, you know, traditional country music. Pick one song from your latest album. Which one would you pick? You know, I'd pick I'll Have a New Baby Tonight just because right. it's upbeat and it gets people going and they start liking it. And then that would draw them in to listen to more. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Now, out of all the songs out there that are not yours, if I said, hey, pick one song. To introduce someone to to uh, traditional country music that's not your song, that's not on your album. Which one would you pick? You know, it would probably be a few songs if I had to pick if it wasn't off my album. Mm -hmm. And on there, I'd probably put um, Hank Williams, My Son Calls Another Man Daddy. Mm. And um, the Buck Owens song, In the Palm of Your Hand. And... Uh, Probably George Jones. Um, he stopped loving her today. Oh, okay. Yeah, those are all great songs. Now, do you do any of those songs in your live show? Not yet, but I might. I haven't played a live show in so long because of oh, the Lord. Corona lockdown. And I was going to ask. Show I played. Mm -hmm. I'll go ahead. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. You know, because um, yeah, everyone's in the same situation. Though I do know Texas has opened up a little bit. Um, cause I, I am seeing, uh, some of the artists, you know, do some shows. So it's been a crazy year, you know, it's been a crazy year. Um, and I've heard from the other artists that, you know, they go out to do a show now and it's kind of like, you see that, you know, the crowds are not there, you know, not yet, mm -hmm. of course, because of the situation, it's kind of surreal. It's kind of weird, you know, <laughs> like to look out mm -hmm. and it's like half a crowd, you know, um, so far though, um, what's been your, I, well, I don't know if I should say your favorite show, but maybe the show that you had the most fun doing. And when you think back, which one would you say was the most fun and why? Well, it'd have to be with, um, singing on stage with Mo Bandy because it was just fun. The crowd was real good and lively and. I got to sing on stage with um, one of my heroes, and we Aww. sang um, Mo Bandy's song "Cowboys Ain't Supposed to Cry Together." Oh yes, that's a great song. That's an awesome song. So that was your. Now, where was that at? Well, um, we actually did two shows, and 
One was in Lampasas, and um, one was at Riley's Tavern in New Braunfels, Texas. New Braunfels. Okay. Yeah, that's great. So we're going to play one more song off of your latest uh, CD. Tell me, which one should we play right now? Um, You could play Just Your Memory Playing Games. All right. And why should we play that one next? Well, I mean, you had a fast song earlier when you played I'll Have a New Baby Tonight. And right. Just Just Your Memory Playing Games is a sad, slow song that kind of make, it makes you sad, but it People feel it, you know, and it's one of those one I wrote. Oh, it is one that, yeah. And actually, that's one that you wrote uh, without any other collaborators. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Wow. So, how did that song come about? Is there a story to that song, or how did you go about writing that song? Well, there's not, it doesn't have a um, crazy story like I'll have a new baby tonight, <laughs> but it, um, I just kind of, put it together in a few months and that's how it came out. Wow. Well, do you have something that you do when you're going to like sit down and write some, you know, some writers have like these kind of crazy things, <laughs> like they have to, you know, do certain things, whatever. And some other just, you know, Hey, you know what? I have this idea and I'm just going to sit down and write it. I mean, what, what kind of a writer are you? Um, You know, how do you go about writing a song? most of the songs I write they just um see I I don't know what, what I have but at night I don't sleep very well and I'll sometimes lay there for a few hours without sleeping mm-hmm. and um when I'm laying there I just words will pop into my head and then those words turn into songs oh wow Jake that's a gift that's absolutely a gift that's awesome Good for you. You know, that that's amazing. Well, let's go ahead and hear that song. So we're going to go ahead and hear uh, just your, is it just your memory playing games? Yes, ma'am. All right, let's hear it now. If I died tomorrow, I know Time. I tried to hide my sorrow from the love that we once had, but now your memory haunts my mind. Anytime that I go anywhere, I always I can't let no one know that I'm dying deep inside I know now you just pretended to care for me a while Ain't it funny how all your feelings were alive
my eye I think of you and I always realize That I've lost you forever But your memory won't say goodbye So how can I love someone new If you're still on my mind I tried to let your memory fade away But you come back to me About once or twice a day affected you um what has it taught you if anything well it's um taught me to keep toilet paper stored in the house <laughs> but right yeah um but but on, but on a serious note um nothing in this world's permanent and just enjoy your life and love your friends and family while you can amen amen absolutely and, and it's you know um not that you know we didn't know that before but when you're staring things in the face like this pandemic i mean you're only 16 years old and so i've lived a lot longer than you have and i've never seen anything like this jake in my lifetime i've not seen anything like this um and i speak to people much older than i am as well and they tell me they've never seen anything like this either <laughs> You know, as a matter of when I was speaking to Mo Bandy, I said, you know, Mo, have you ever seen any, you know, you've, you know, been around for a while. You've seen a lot of things. Have you ever seen anything like this? And he said, no, I, I have not, you know. And um, so, you know, you go through something like this because, you know, it's something like we, we, we're all in this together, this whole thing, whatever it really is. I mean, golly. And so you start thinking about, you know, like you just said, not taking, you know, things for granted, kind of remembering that, you know, they um, they might be here today, but you don't know if they're going to be here tomorrow. Those things are really important. You know, absolutely. Um, also, you know, you had kind of touched on something, uh, Jake, that, you know, sometimes you, you might not sleep as well and things like that. Um, and I was just wondering. Um, if you, you know, even though you're only 16, um, have you ever gone through anything that was really tough that you had to get through? Um, anything in your life that you might have, you know, just needed, you know, some, I know, extra help from above to get through um, that you wouldn't mind sharing with, you know, the audience that's listening? And if so, you know, what was it and how did you get through it? You know, I'd, I'd say like the hardest thing I've been through has just probably been this year. Right. I mean, I was, I was fortunate enough. I didn't lose any loved ones, but right. um, just seeing all the people hurting for work and 
getting sick and all that just it made me sad and, and it just kind of brought me down I had to do the online school right and it was it was harder than regular school and um but I got through it and I'm here talking to you now so right exactly <laughs> yeah exactly so um now you said the online school was a little bit harder. Is that because you don't have your classmates with you and things like that, or? Yeah, it's that, and I was also at home, and I have a lot of distractions, you know. Of course, yeah. At home, and it's not—it's not like in the regular classroom setting. Right. And yeah, you're at home, so there's always activity. I mean, there are other people living there, you know, so mm -hmm. it, it's kind of hard, yeah, to to stay, you know, focused on stuff. Golly, now. What, uh, you know, do you think, um, I mean, do you think that your experience this past year, I mean, you know, you said a couple things. You said your, you know, your grandma was affected, but she pulled through, you know, and that's awesome. And, and I guess your great grandma is still, still alive and, you know, they take care of each other and things like that. But she, you know, she didn't show any symptoms whatsoever. And then you had a classmate also that, you know, um, was tested and, you know, I guess was positive for COVID and, you know, you were quarantined because of that. Those experiences, um, Jake, do you think moving forward, that's going to change, you know, how you view the world or how you approach life? I mean, obviously we've already talked about how that has been the toughest lesson. And what you've learned is that you just have to love on people that you care about and just kind of appreciate them more. And, and that type of thing mm -hmm. and wish the best for everyone. But I, I'm saying, you know, after COVID-19, do you think that this experience that you've had this past year has been, you know, so tough and such an eye-opening experience that it'll probably change the way you view life or the way you move forward? You know, I don't, I don't think it'll change me too much, but it might change me a little and just the way I look at things and not to take anything for granted. Yeah. 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 I can imagine. Cause you know, it's just one of those things. I mean, you, you never, I don't know. I just, this whole thing has really, you know, kind of <laughs> thrown me through a loop to be real honest. I, I just, I've never seen anything like this, Jake, you know, I haven't. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just, it's been an eye opener. And I, I think most people feel the same way. It's kind of, you know, we're in America. I mean, how can this happen here? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's that's the way I always, you know, think of it. But um, stuff does happen. Um, now th this next question, <laughs> most people hate this question. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, uh -oh. they absolutely hate it, but they all answer it. And it's um, question is, if you were on a deserted island <laughs> and had to choose five cds that you could take with you which five would it be and why okay <laughs> um i think hank williams greatest hit buck owens palm of your hand mo bandy i just started hating cheating songs today oh that's a favorite of mine mm -hmm. johnny paycheck heartbreak tennessee oh yeah oh you know that's one that no one's mentioned that is a really good album and um, all the songs on there I meant to say are really good. Johnny Paycheck, I think, is one of the most underrated songwriters, don't you think? Yes, ma'am. I believe he wrote Apartment Number Nine. Yes, for Tammy. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he sure did. And, and, 
Johnny Paycheck was an amazing guitar player. You know that he started out with George Jones. I believe he was uh, playing bass for George Jones. Yeah, he was playing bass and he was playing bass guitar. And he also, you know, was a real good session picker in Nashville. I mean, he's, you know, a lot of people don't know that he was behind the scenes for a long time, you know, before he ever made it, you know. So, yeah, he's one that you never see on the top 10 list, hardly ever. You know, which I think is such a shame because he was just a really talented guy. Absolutely. Those are all good. Now, you have to tell me why you picked each one, though. So do you have a reason why you picked each one? Well, just just because I like the songs on them. And it'd be kind of hard to be somewhere without having those songs. And I know even mm-hmm. like if I if I didn't have them, though, and like if I didn't have any music, I probably would still be on that island and I'd probably make music. I'll find, I'll I'll probably find a way. (laughs) Hey, that's a great answer, Jake. That is probably the best answer I've had to that question. You know that? Thank you. Absolutely. You would make your own music. That is so cool. (laughs) That is great. That's a super duper answer. Lord. Okay. So, you know, a lot of people listening uh, to the podcast, I mean, they're pretty much um, most of the people that listen are, you know, Stone Cold Country, traditional country fans. But um, we were, um, or I should say, we are one of the few podcasts that were handpicked by Pandora to be on their platform. Um, They just don't have, you know, many podcasts that they extend, you know, that privilege to. So we're like tickled pink about it. And I think we, we probably are one of the only country music podcasts, or maybe there might be like maybe two or three other ones. But um, so we're really excited about that. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because um, Pandora is, um, you know, kind of already in certain cars. So there are certain cars that when you buy that car, Pandora comes already, you know, preloaded in the car. So you could have someone kind of scanning through the channels. They might come across this podcast and they may not, you know, be, real familiar with with traditional country music they might not be familiar with you know with you with you know jake so i would like for you to take this opportunity jake and just you know tell your fans and people that are listening that you know will probably be your fans as well anything that you'd like for them to know about you well um, i just believe that when you write a song it has to come from your heart it, it can't come from anywhere else. A lot of people just think it's um, putting rhymes together, and but that's not always the case. It's just what's in your heart and what you feel. So would you say that that's country? Are you defining country music? It sounds like you might be. Would Would you say if someone asks, Jake, you know, what's your definition of country music? What's what's the answer that you would provide? Would you say it's something that comes from your heart? Yes, ma'am. And so do you think that might be um, one of the issues with a lot of the music that we hear now on country radio? More about the paycheck than the song. Sometimes it does seem that way. Mm-hmm. What made you um, become a traditionalist? I know we talked about Hank and how big an, of an influence he is to you. But, you know, you could have chosen any type of music to perform. You have a real good voice. You obviously are a good songwriter. Um, You know, what is it about traditional country music? Well, that's just 
what I always felt. And that's the music that really stands out to me and what touches me. And nothing else really does that. Maybe some 50s rockabilly, but mm-hmm. just the traditional country music is it's always been part of me. All right. That's awesome. So um, fans like to know how they can connect with you. So if you're on Facebook, Twitter, or any, you know, Instagram, go ahead and provide, you know, what your handle is on any of the platforms that you're on. Okay, so my Facebook is just Jake Blocker Facebook. Mm-hmm. And um, my Instagram is at official Jake Blocker. And my website is jakeblockermusic.com. Great. And so obviously, you know, most people are not gigging, you know, because of this COVID thing. But once you do start playing out again, where would they find that information? Um, They'll probably see it on my Facebook page or probably on my Instagram and maybe on my website. So. Mm-hmm. Right. And why should the fine folks that are listening to this podcast go pick up or stream I Keep Forgetting? Why? Well, just if they like the songs and they feel them that's my goal well we like to close out with an acoustic song do you have your guitar nearby sure was fun having all getting around tonight laughing singing Yeah.
um, thank you so much for having me. It was an honor to be here. Well, it was very nice to speak to you. And we're so happy that there are, you know, young people like yourself, you know, that are really holding that traditional country torch high. I mean, it's really kind of, you know, refreshing and it's, it's just awesome. And I hope that you never change direction. I hope that you, you know, keep a country always. All right. I will. (laughs) God bless you. You take care now. Okay. Bye-bye. God bless you too. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. On the Brink 2020, All Rights Reserved.